Well, we're going to get into it. One of you, yeah, why don't you sit down, sit down, sit down. Good job. <laughs> You're amazing. I'll get you to stay there. Band, you can go, but Rubes, you just stay. Keep playing. Hopefully you did your hand exercises this morning. Uh, I was in Brisbane last week, which is exciting. And, um, but uh, so good to come back and see the Blues win the State of Origin. Bless you, Queensland. If you're from Queensland, we love you. Um, but not that much when it's State of Origin. Uh, but it's so good to win because we like winning. Um, but I was in Brisbane and uh, we had a great time with a church, Life Church, um, friend of C3, Pastor Phil has been there many times. So was honoured to be there. We uh, spoke at the youth camp, um, then spoke on Sunday, spoke seven times in three days. Pray for me, church, seven different messages. And seven is the number of completion in the Bible. And yes, I was done. <laughs> seven times was, was a lot of times. We saw 75 people give their life to Jesus. Come on. So thank you for letting us be there and sending us and holding the fort and doing an amazing job. Okay, we're talking about prayer, walking in prayer. Walk with me. And um, we do believe that God wants us to walk with Him. And it's one thing to know about God. It's good to know about God. I mean, information's good, but it won't transform your life. Knowing about God won't change you. It will inform you. Knowing God, having a real relationship with Jesus, that's what changes you. That's what does the work in your life. This isn't about behaviour modification. This is about knowing a God who loves you so much that when you get in relationship with Him, it changes you from the inside out. The things you used to be hooked on, stuck on, start to shift because you know Jesus, amen? Jesus, we wanna walk with Him. And all the little children said, with sass and attitude, I love it. We'll turn it to Matthew chapter six. And uh, I hope you're ready for the Word. Are you ready? We like to lean in. We don't spectate. We participate. The Word of God is, is not a, a, a thing to just watch, something to lean into. So I want you to lean in this morning. Help me preach. It's gonna be good. Matthew 6, 1 to 13. We'll read it through and then we'll get into it. Here we go. It says this, 6 verse 1. It says, Be careful not to practise your righteousness in front of others, to be seen by them. To be seen by them. Meaning that we don't do righteous things to be seen. We do righteous things and, and we can do it in full view, but that's not our motivation. Jesus is talking about motivation. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. The reward of doing things to be seen is that you were seen. That's your reward. And what a cheap reward to do things just to be seen. I just lift my hands to be seen by people. No, no, no. When you lift your hands in worship, you do it to be seen by God. That's not cheap. That's everlasting. 
So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets. Look at me! As the hypocrites do in the synagogues on the streets to be honoured by others. Truly I tell you, you have received, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do it. Do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. Everyone say secret. Secret. Come on, say it like you mean it. Say secret. Secret, secret, secret. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And here we go. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites for they love to pray standing in the synagogues. Look at me, everybody, I'm praying. I'm amazing. And on the street corners to be seen. Why do they do it? To be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, place and time and pray to your genie in a bottle. No, sorry. Pray to your angry Gandalf looking God. Sorry, no. Pray to your, come on everybody. Pray to your Father who loves you, who knows you, who's obsessed about you. Pray to your Father. Do not be like them for your Father. Do not babble, it says. Do not think that your prayers have to be many words. Do not be like them for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from from the evil one. Amen, let's pray. Lord, thank You for Your Word. Thank You that it is alive. Thank You, Lord, that Your church is alive. Thank You, Lord, that these Your people are blessed, are strong, are courageous, are generous. Thank You, Lord, that we're the head, not the tail. We're above, not beneath. Thank You, Lord, we rule and we reign in life because of Your Son, Jesus, who lives in us. So we thank You, Lord, speak to us in Jesus' Name. They all said, Amen. Amen. Why don't you thank Ruby? Ruby, Ruby, Ruby. We love you. She has great hair, curly hair. Mm. Isn't water good? It's great. All right. Um, have you ever heard this statement? Have you ever heard this statement? Um, God takes a long time to move suddenly. Have you ever heard that? If you haven't, you just did. God takes a long time to move suddenly. And geez, it's annoying. Come on church, isn't it annoying? I mean, God's good, but, but He takes a long time to do things in a moment. You know, like, have you ever heard this? Um, oh wow, they're just an overnight success. Come on, have you heard that? Yeah. Come on, don't watch this morning, have you heard that? Wow, just, just all of a sudden, everything is going right for them. Wow. It's never ever true. You talk to the person, they're like, an overnight success, are you kidding me? I've been working behind the scenes for 10 years on this thing. And then suddenly, 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 the hidden place, the secret place. And uh, I'm concerned that we live in a world where everybody's watching everybody else's story 
and missing their own. Missing the story, missing the adventure that's right before them because we're distracted. And at one time, the disciples, Jesus went to heaven, right? He's not here, He's in heaven, but the Holy Spirit is here. We all good? Theology, quick lesson. Um, Holy Spirit's here. Jesus is seated in heaven. Everyone good? Nobody's leaving. We're good, all right. Heresy, you know. So Jesus, He gets the disciples together. They're hanging out and He says, all right, boys, listen up. I'm out of here. It's good that I go so that I can send the Holy Spirit. So I'm gonna go now, bye. And then He just ascended into heaven and they all stood there like, OMG, you know, what? They just stood there. They, they stood there gazing so long that an angel had to say, hey, 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 hello. He's gone now. Stop gazing into the sky. Go do something with your life. And so Jesus said, go and wait in the upper room, which was a place that He said, go wait. And, and they had to go wait in the upper room and they waited. There was about 500 of them. They all marched off and they're like, "Woo! God's awesome. And they waited. Who likes waiting? Come on, talk to me today. Who, who likes waiting? Yeah, it's quiet for a reason because we live in Sydney and there's Sydney traffic everywhere you look. And so we're waiting and we're always waiting and just waiting. And there the disciples were. Just waiting, <laughs> just waiting, 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 waiting. And the numbers dwindled. 500, woo! A few days later, hey amen. <laughs> um, when's this Holy Spirit guy gonna turn up? And so people started leaving because they'd been waiting and they were sick of waiting. So they started going and it dwindled down to 150 people. And 150 people stayed waiting for a long time. And then suddenly, Acts 2 verse one, it says that word, suddenly a sound like a rushing wind blew in and tongues of fire settled on the heads. Suddenly in a moment, things changed. Come on, when you wait on God and you're obedient to His Word, suddenly things can shift. If you'll keep turning up to church and being faithful, doing what He told you to do, suddenly, 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 but you gotta wait and they're waiting. The thing about waiting is it feels like God's not working when you're waiting. It feels like nothing is happening when you're waiting. But actually, there is something happening. There is something happening. It's just that God's not building high. He's building deep. He's building under the surface. So your eyes can't see it, but it doesn't mean He's not working. While you're waiting, God's still working. And so the boys were waiting, but God was working. He was putting a deep commitment in them so they could be ready to handle the gift of God, which is the Holy Spirit, and stand up and preach in front of 3,000 people and see them saved in a moment, suddenly. But they had to wait. Come on, everyone, say suddenly. Suddenly. Prayer is in secret. 
And we, we live in process, right? I mean, everybody lives in a process, but we see everybody's end product. And we look on an Instagram and we see everybody's highlights and we look at their family photo and they're all like, <laughs> prior to that, they were like this. <laughs> For the photo. I'm telling you, you go to your room right now. Looking at everybody's highlights thinking, wow, they're so perfect. My life sucks. They're just perfect. We're looking at end products, comparing them to our process. And then we get disappointed in that gap. I look at like people like Pastor Phil Pringle, my hero, and I watch what God's doing through his life. And I'm like, wow, God, this is amazing the way you're using him. That's incredible. God, I wanna see miracles. I wanna see revival. I wanna, I wanna, and I look at his end product and I compare it to my process and I go, wow, long way to go. <laughs> but the question is not, do you want their end product? The question is, do you want their process? Ooh, because if you can handle that process, you can handle that end product. So I need to lean in to God's process. I need to lean in to the waiting. I need to lean in to the secret place, the hidden place. God's best work is done in the dark. What we call delay, God calls development. And so we're like waiting, but God's actually developing. And God won't fast track your waiting because He's intent on developing you. You ever taken a photo, anybody? Come on church, talk to me. You ever taken a photo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, all of you have taken photos. If you have an iPhone, if you have a Samsung, we'll pray for you at the end of the service. But, if, <laughs> but I mean, everybody, we're just all taking photos. Wow, wow, I'm a photographer. But real, I mean, real photography. You listen to me, real, real photography, where you take a photo and you get the film. Like anyone heard of film? Yeah, you, you get the film and you take the photo and the film and you go into a dark room. And in the dark room, the film is developed. It's not like, you know, click, load, send, <laughs> done. I'm amazing, put a filter on it, woo, no. This is real photography all us fakers out there. This is real photography. You put the film in the dark room and you take the film and in the dark room, there is three chemical washers. I know, I talked to my wife, she's a real photographer. And so you take, you take the film and you put it in three, not one, no, no, not two, no, you naughty people. Three, three chemical washers, all three, all in the right order, all in process. The reason is, listen, listen, the reason is you've got to get enough light in the film before the film is exposed to the light. If light gets in the dark room too early, the film is destroyed because the light in it must be equal to the light that will be on it. On. 
The full process must be complete before the film is taken out. It is the same for you and I. For you to handle the light on you, what God wants to do through you, the promise that He has for your life, for you to be able to handle the suddenly, you need enough light in you. And so God will develop you in the dark and He won't expose you too soon to the light because He's developing you. Come on, I'm preaching to someone here today who's in process. Come on, you in process? I feel like I'm perpetually in process. God develops me in this area and then I'm exposed to the light and I'm ready. And then He takes me back in the dark room and that part of my life's in the light and this part of my life's in the dark room being developed again. My character, my attitude, my ability to forgive, my ability to move on, my ability to grow in my prayer life, whatever it is, the secret stuff, the secret place of your life. God will take you into the dark place to develop you. He's not gonna leave you there, but He wants to develop you so you can handle where He's taken you. This is about the secret part of your life and the problem, the problem with it, it's messy. It's, 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 not, it's not really um, as romantic as it looks. You know, like, um, have you ever been, ever had like a prophecy, you know? That just means that somebody feels like they get a word from God for you about your future and they see a picture, see a glimpse into your future that God gives them and they speak it over you. You know, a prophecy, you know what I'm saying? And, and um, when, you, when you get that, when somebody says something over your future, it's really exciting, right? It's like, woo, yes, that's right. <laughs> Amazing. But then the process starts and God says, yes, now, like God's, this is, God is annoying. I mean, He, he gives you the end picture. Woo, you're amazing. Now get in the dark room. Yeah. Yeah. What God? I thought I was gonna preach to the nations. <laughs> I thought I was gonna change the world. And then He puts you in a dark room. And you're looking in the dark saying, God, I don't belong here. What are you doing? Didn't you hear the prophecy? God, didn't you hear what they said about me? You got the wrong guy. I belong on the platform. But God's putting you in process. David was anointed at 15. Samuel came and said, you will be the next king. But he didn't, become king for another 15 years. Is this good? This is good. 15 year process of being developed. Um, my, my wife, she's an amazing cook. She cooks great pasta. Anyone like pasta? Come on, Italy, let's go. And um, uh, she just makes the best pasta. It's, it's so good. Um, but what I've, I've noticed is that when she's cooking great pasta, um, the process... We'll come back to it. The, the meal on the table is amazing. I mean, the final product is just gorgeous. You know, I don't know if you say that about pasta, but I do. Uh, gorgeous. <laughs> you look gorgeous. This pasta, wow. Because I just love pasta. And so the pasta, it comes out on the table and it looks amazing. But then once I'm done, I go back into the kitchen where it was made. 
I mean, I walk into the kitchen and there is pasta sauce everywhere. There's olives on the bed, you know. There's, there's garlic everywhere. I mean, she's just dancing and she's, woo! There's, there's, it's a mess. It is a mess. But the meal is really good. And just because your life is feeling messy doesn't mean God's not preparing a great meal. <laughs> it doesn't mean God's not preparing something great. Come on, church. Come on. If it feels a little awkward, join the club. If it feels a little messy, join the club. If it feels challenging, join the club. If you feel convicted, join the club. If you feel like you're being pushed into your calling and it's costing you your comfort, join the club. It's the in process club. It's the following Jesus club. It's what it means to know God because God is not committed to your comfort. He's committed to your calling and He'll keep you moving. We are not a stagnant church. We're a moving church. We're a step-taking, Jesus-following church. We don't sit down. I know you're sitting down and that's okay. But I mean in your soul, in your relationship with God, we're not a sit-down church, stagnant church. We're a get up and move. Doesn't matter how big the step is. It's not about the size of the step, it's just that you're taking one. All over this house, we are people who move, just moving, following God in the process, helping each other out in the process. We have an environment of encouragement here. We don't gossip, we don't talk behind people's back, we encourage, we lift people's head. We, we, don't, we don't tear people down. We pick people up. We don't hold people under the water. We pull them out like Jesus pulled Peter out. Immediately, we stand with each other. We pray with each other. We have each other's back because all of us are in process. And this is why prayer is so important. That was like my introduction. Good thing we got three hours here this morning. <laughs> I'm joking, I got a couple of minutes. I just wanna make a couple of quick points about prayer because prayer is really the secret source of your walk with God. It really is. It's secret, but it's, it's like the roots in a tree. The deeper down they go, the higher and the stronger the tree can rise. The strength in your life is dependent on the roots of prayer in the ground. God said, in your weakness, He is strong. But that means in my weakness, I must position my life in His strength. If I want God's strength, I need to be planted in prayer. I need that secret place of prayer. Three tips on prayer, you ready? Three top tips. These are Jesus's top tips on prayer. All right, straight from Jesus. He's saying to His disciples, number one, you'll see it here in Matthew 6 verse five, it says, and when you pray, I'll get the keys to jump up. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, the religious people, 
For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Here we go. First top tip. Don't be religious, be real. Don't be religious, be real. When we come before God, we don't need to be religious. We just need to be real. Meaning you don't, you don't even need to know what to say. You know, because sometimes we think we need to say 10 thank you Lords and five Hail Marys before we can have a relationship with God. No, Jesus changed the game. Don't be religious, be real. When you pray in a religious way, it's tiring. You'll get, you trust me, just try it. Pray, pray for a few days in a row, real religious. And you will get sick of it. Because religion is not Christ. Religion is about rules. It's about method. Jesus is about relationship. And He guides us in boundaries but we meet Him where we are. So you gotta be real. Everyone say, be real. In real prayer, be real. Read the Psalms. Have you ever read Psalms? If you haven't, go home this week, read Psalms. Read David. I mean, this guy is dangerous in the way he's talking to God. You know what I'm saying? Like he is just all out there, all his mess. He is so raw, but God loves it. God loves it. God loves real, honest, Raw relationship, be real. The Bible says, cast your cares on Him who cares for you. I mean, like any fisherman in the house, Pastor Mick in, in particular, I'm casting, I'm not a good fisherman, but I know this. Casting's not like, it's like little neat and tidy, you know? Casting is like, That's how I cast anyway. Casting is real. It's lean into it. Why are you coming to your father like this? Oh God, I don't know if you're gonna, gonna do. no God, here I am. God, this sucks. I need your help. God, I need freedom in this area. God, in my family, I got some things that are hard. In my relationship, I got some things that are tough. God, I need you. Come on, let's be real. God, I need Your Spirit in my life. God, I need You to help me with this addiction. Stop going to people, start going to God. God, I'm angry, go to God. I'm anxious, go to God. Do not be religious, be real. Because God is real. Second, top tip. Don't be religious, number one, be real. Number two. Find an undistracted place and time. Matthew 6, verse 6, Jesus says this, Go into your room, close the door. Go to your room, close the door. I believe that's meaning, close the door, shut off distraction. Meaning, don't pray like this. Yes, Lord. Yes, God. I just thank you, God. 
Oh, new email. <laughs> I thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you, God. Don't pray distracted. Put your phone away. Turn it off. Shut the door. Whatever you gotta do. I was talking to a couple who have young kids and, and that can be really, really challenging with a young family, finding the time. What they do is they do prayer shifts. She prays in the morning, he prays at night. Whatever you gotta do, just, just it's all good. Don't sweat it. God, God's not angry. He just wants to have relationship. So don't get awkward about it. Don't, if you miss a day, don't miss two. It's all good. Just get back on it. If, if you're finding five minutes is a lot, just start there. Pray five minutes. You don't have to think, oh, I gotta go and pray for three hours. This is gonna be awful. No. Find an undistracted place. Thursday night here every week, undistracted place. We've got a prayer booklet for you. It's gonna help you about learn more about prayer. Come on a Thursday night and pray. Undistracted, we're just here to pray. Time and place. Be really intentional, amen? Are we good? So number one, don't be religious, be real. Number two, find an undistracted place and time. Number three, as I close, pray to your Father. When you're praying to God, picture a father. Now, some of us maybe have had uh, challenging experiences with our own father. And that's real. But God is a good, good father. And He might want to heal your understanding and your idea of a father. God might want to bring a new revelation to you of what it is to have a father. You have a heavenly father. Doesn't matter what experience you've had in this life, you have a heavenly father who loves you. In Matthew, Jesus is telling about the father and he says, Hey, look, your earthly fathers, you know how to, even you know how to give good gifts. To your children. If your son asks for some bread, you don't give him a snake. And God says, if you're like that and you're not even good compared to God, imagine how good the gifts that God who loves you in heaven has for you. Pray like this. Pray like God is smiling. Pray like God's arms are open. Come to Him with a positive expectation that He loves you, amen? Don't be religious, be real. Find an undistracted place and time and pray to your Father, amen. Close your eyes, bow your heads, you're amazing. You're the most incredible people on the planet, you are. You're strong, you've got what it takes. You've got everything you need for your business, if you run a business, lead a business, you've got it. God's gonna bless your business. I see just over here, sir, I believe that God is gonna bless your business. I believe that God is gonna help you in your business. You've got this in your family. God is gonna help you with your children. You are, you are blessed. You're a generous person. You're not small, you're big. You're not weak, you're strong. God loves you. God is for you. 
You're called to rule and reign in this life.